0: RTI Time Machine. Today's Time Traveler is... John Van Trieste. And the destination... Da Daocheng. For over 150 years, the neighborhood of Da Daocheng has been the heart of Old Taipei. From a small settlement founded by those fleeing strife, it blossomed first into a thriving town in its own right, and then into a cultural and intellectual center for the new city of Taipei. Today, the skyscrapers, the financial district, and the tech hubs of the city lie elsewhere. But if you want to find Taipei's soul, Dadaocheng is one of the best spots to start looking. We're looking back on Dadaocheng's rise and examining its place today as one of the seeds from which the modern city has grown. The name Dadaocheng literally means a large place for threshing or drying grain. And it shows how little there was here during the early years of Chinese immigration, which got underway during the 18th century. There was some activity, A businessman set up shop here for instance in 1851 but it was a flash of violence in 1853 that brought a wave of people here during the more than two centuries when Taiwan was under imperial Chinese rule many Chinese immigrants came to the island but even in their new home they retained attachments and loyalties to their hometowns and there were spells of fighting between factions of different local origins In 1853, a rupture between natives of Quanzhou and Tongan led to a clash in the riverside town of Banga. The Tongan natives were forced to flee to the place called Dadaocheng, a short distance to the north, and there they set down roots. The move came at an important time. Taiwan's important centers had long been in the south of the island. But at around the same time Dadaocheng began to take shape, the resources of northern Taiwan began to attract international attention. The north had an abundance of camphor trees, which could be turned into camphor, a material with a huge range of uses, from making plastic-like materials to making smokeless gunpowder. Then, as some enterprising foreigners would discover, the area was also wonderfully suited for tea. Da Daocheng sat on a river, a river whose chief port was forcibly open to foreign trade because of the Second Opium War. A British merchant called John Dodd is credited with starting the tea boom. During the 1860s, he and a locally based merchant called Li Chunsheng started building a tea industry from scratch, bringing in tea bush seedlings and encouraging local farmers to plant them. At first, the leaves were sent across the Taiwan Strait for processing, but eventually, Chinese experts were brought in to establish factories closer to the source. Da Daocheng was the spot that tea merchants settled on. They'd learned the hard way that the rambunctious people of Banga, who'd run their neighbors out of town the decade before, were not keen on foreigners either. And in any case, Dadaocheng was closer on the river to the port. John Dodd's early batches of Taiwan oolong proved a hit, especially in the U.S. And after Dodd's early success, other merchants followed him into Dadaocheng. At its peak, the town was home to over 60 tea firms, sorting, baking, and packaging tea, and attracting other businesses to town as well. Some writers about this period say that Dadaocheng eclipsed Banga as the area's most important settlement the tea trade continued to bring in large amounts of money for many decades. Buildings financed by the tea trade continue to be local landmarks, among them the 1923 mansion of tea merchant Chen Tianlai and the offices of tea firms like the Xinhong Trin building built in 1934. Many of these buildings are notable for their Western style, with many balconies, elaborate faux baroque ornaments, and many brick fronts architecture that continues to set Daocheng apart. Despite the global decline of Taiwanese tea during the 20th century, you'll still find Taiwan's oldest tea merchants' union here. And you can also find historic tea houses that are still in business. From 1895, Japan took control of Taiwan as a colony. Under Japanese rule, Dadaocheng would be absorbed into Taipei. Taipei had been founded nearby as an administrative center during the years of Dadaocheng's early tea boom. But, surrounded by city walls, it had been kept physically separate. Under Japanese rule, much of the walls came down. And as Dadaocheng became part of a bigger city, it also became one of the city's most exciting districts, a place of intellectuals and artists as much as merchants. The 1920s in particular are looked back on in Taiwan today as a time when Dadaocheng, as much as any other part of the world, was roaring. It was here in 1921 that the Taiwan Cultural Association was founded, as global thoughts about democracy and self-determination reached Taiwan. The association held events and lectures, opened libraries, and printed publications in an effort to enlighten Taiwan's public. Meanwhile, one of Taiwan's most famous and longest-lived artists, Guo was born in Dadaocheng, and it was his brushes that captured the district at its most lively. His 1930 painting, Festival on South Street, shows a lively crowd during a celebration, with windows full of onlookers watching from above. There is incense smoke and a procession below, banners and shop signs plastered beside every window and the laundry hung out to dry in the few empty spaces left on the canvas. This is the image people in Taiwan think of immediately when the name Dadaocheng is mentioned today. After World War II, with the end of Japanese rule, Taipei developed rapidly, a development that sometimes bypassed Dadaocheng as new areas gained importance. As high-rises grew up in other areas, Dadaocheng retained much of its historic look. The old brick and stone buildings, with their detailed carvings of floral and geometric motifs, are still there. This, of course, makes Dadaocheng an ideal backdrop for films and TV dramas, and it's been used effectively as a ready-to-film set in several period pieces. But the nostalgia these productions conjure up isn't something you can only get through the screen. Dadaocheng is a hotspot for guided walking tours, and not just to look at the architecture. The atmosphere here still hints at another era. In addition to tea shops, the area is especially famous for the other kinds of traditional businesses that grew up here long ago and haven't budged since. For example, in Dadaocheng, you'll find an unusually high number of Chinese herbal pharmacies, vendors of traditional snacks, and old-fashioned wholesalers. A cloth market still operates here too. In the run-up to the Lunar New Year especially, the bustle of old Dadaocheng comes back with full force with the annual Dihua Street Market. There, local merchants do a brisk business in holiday gifts, snacks, and decorations. And Taiwan's artists and intellectuals haven't forgotten about the place either, with a new wave of coffee shops and small craft studios fitting in snugly among their historic surroundings. This is the sort of place those in Taiwan's art scene today seek out. While now a part of a broader Taipei, the old quarter of Chung has never really been swallowed up. It's kept instead its own identity, more than 150 years in the making. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time. The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International.